welcome back to the Where's Your Head At Hotline, our new weekly show where we catch up with each other and connect with you all via our hotline voicemail. I'm Anna. And I'm Matt. Let's jump in. Good morning. Hello, Anna. How are you going today? I'm good. How are you going? I'm good. I am... I just, you know, I've been going on here every week and saying how I'm stopped drinking, but fuck me, it gets hard. <laughs> how good was the weather on the weekend? The weather was beautiful. We've had a pretty shit summer in Melbourne, Australia, but this weekend we were blessed with the sun finally, and I did peak that you were out on the beers. <laughs> yeah, it was so my mate, one of my best mates, Nick, got his name tattooed on me, love him to bits. It what was- do you mean? Well, I got Nick Mac on my foot. Oh, I thought I you said no, he got your name no, tattooed. No, no, no. So he's one of my best mates. Love him to bits. We used to live with him. Uh, it was his birthday, so he wanted us all to go out. I was a bit hesitant because, you know, I'm not trying to drink as much. And your friends are party boys. <laughs> they are. Like, when I sit in that out with the boys, I'm like, ooh, this is going to go one of two ways. Well, I, could, it- I could be getting a, a mercy call the next day being like, I'm in a dark place. Oh, I, was, I was. So, I'll, I'll tell you what, I got Sunday. I was pretty good. But we went out. We went to this new place. Forgive me, I don't know its name. You, I asked you where it was because it looked stunning. It was like on the water. Right on the Docklands, literally in that bit there where your boat was for your birthday. It's literally in there. It's like a, a floating, like what would you call one of those? Yeah, like a floating kind of like bar. Oh, yeah, it was unbelievable. The sun was down, the vibes were up. So I, it was hard for me. The not sun to was up, the vibes were up. <laughs> the vibes up. Yeah, it was hard for me not to, it was hard for me not to drink. So I got oh, stuck in. It, it looked like perfection. I asked you what it was. You said it was like, A-T-E-T or something? Yeah, A-T-E-T or something. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know how to pronounce it, so I was probably not going to touch on its name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I had a bit of fun there, then woke up Sunday... Went to the St Kilda Markets. Have you been there? Love the St Kilda Market. Yes. What a fun thing to do on a Sunday. Very wholesome. Yeah. Very wholesome. I actually got some henna tattoos done there. Oh, $50, really? not, yeah, cheap, not cheap. But did you know that henna tattoos actually, it's obviously like an Indian tradition and they do it like mainly when people get married. And apparently the reason why they do it is because it's actually really calming. Really? So like they had this, when I went to the St. Kilda Markets a few months ago, the lady was like telling me, she's like, oh, it's very soothing. It's calming. It's good for the nervous system. And I was like, sign me up. Say no more. My whole body, don't stop. Don't stop. (laughs) Cover me from head to toe. Why is it it relaxing? I don't know. I think they have some like essential oils in there. Um, I think the ingredients are very like soothing and apparently that's why they give it to the brides because it like relaxes them on their wedding day because apparently your wedding day is meant to be super stressful and I think Indian weddings go for multiple yeah. days. So oh, I but ha- get some. <laughs> I was going to say, Matt, <laughs> maybe you can get- <laughs> Well, because my story I'm going to tell you from the weekend is very stressful. So really? Went from the St. Kilda Markets. Me and my sister were going to go watch a movie. So yeah. I went to the shop. She likes to collect the hard tickets of every movie she goes to. Aww. She's got like a stack of them. So I went to buy them. I bought them for the screening at whatever time it was, like 6.30. Uh, I did this during the day. So the car park's full. I went and did a bit of a shop, got some groceries, got everything. I've been using one of my dad's utes from the office. So, yep. you know, save fuel, save save money on that, save money on my it's car. very expensive at the moment. <laughs> not, to, not to add that my car's sitting on the driveway with a flat tire that <gasps> I haven't changed yet. <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, a week or two ago. I just haven't been bothered to change it because I've got this car. So I'm driving this one around now. Shit, so. Matt. <laughs> it's 
literally, you know, when a tire gets so flat that it almost like folds on itself, Jeez. it's gotten to that point. And every day I walk past, it, I'm just like, nah, not, not today, not today, not happening today. <laughs> so I've been driving that around, but the key is separate from the central locking. So they're on a key, they're both different. So when I told my family and everyone this, they said, well, how'd, how'd you get into the car? And I said, because the central locking is on a different switch to the actual key that you put in the ignition. Right. It's like an old school ute, one of the old school utes that we have. So I was like, all right. So I got in the car after doing my shopping, central lock, sat down, was looking through my keys and the car key wasn't on there. <gasps> and I'm like, fuck, I've had a huge night. I have to get home. I just want to get home, shower. I just want to like, you know what I mean? So this is your Sunday. Yeah, this is my Sunday. Uh. I'm having a wholesome morning in St. Kilda. I've driven back, gone to the shops, gone to... And I was like, oh my God. I was like, all right. So I've gone, all right, I need to retrace all my steps. So, and have you ever tried to retrace your steps after, like, you've done a full shop, like, gone grocery shopping, gone shopping, gone everything? Never, thankfully. Well, it's fucked. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so I'm looking on the ground. If anyone saw me walking around, they would have been like, fuck, this guy's in some state. Because I was looking around, getting all frantic. I went to Coles where I did my grocery shop. And I was like, all right, where did I start? Where did I go? And I was like, you know what, actually? I was like, it's that's going to be so dumb doing that. I'm, like, I'm just going to go aisle by aisle and see if I see <laughs> oh, it. Shit. So I've done the whole shop. And then I've come to the conclusion. Oh, and as I was walking out, my, one of my ex's mums says hello to me because she's shopping. Hey. We're going on the one from when I was like 16, 18. But oh. like still, I'm on friendly terms with her. So we're going down the escalator and she wanted to have a chat. And I'm like, no, no, I need to fucking find this. Not key. today, Not please. Today. So I'm stressing out. Got to the car. And I was like, got back to my car and I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't know where it is. I'm going to have to call like car key people to come cut a new key for me. Accepted defeat. And as I hopped in the car to call them, I looked on the ground where my feet were and it was sitting there. So after all that, so after all that, it was literally just sitting in the car, and I was like, "Fuck me!" I was like, "This is the this is this this is is, the pits." Yeah, (laughs) summed up my day. So then I went home, I went to bed, had a nap, then woke up and went watched Violent Night. So if anyone's seen Violent Night, I recommend watching it. If currently in movies, yeah, currently in movies. If you're into Christmas movies and violence, it's a good movie. (laughs) What the they go together well. Look, I don't think it's going to be on my list, but I mean, each to their own. What did you get up to on the weekend? Was yours as less frantic as my <laughs> Sunday was? Did you have a chill one? Yeah. Well, look, on Friday, I did something very exciting, which, you know, I went wedding dress shopping. Oh, so do you just go <laughs> wedding dress shopping to a wedding dress shop or do you? Guys, you know? it's so funny. Matt gets so awkward talking about my wedding. He just like doesn't really know how to respond. Like he's just like, cool. You oh. said something to me the other day and I was just like, oh, yeah. He's okay. like, nice. You were like really happy with something and I was just like, cool. <laughs> He just does not – he's like a, the biggest talker. But when it comes to weddings, he's just like so awkward. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I don't – You need to get comfortable with it because I'm going to start talking about this wedding a lot more. Well, let's see if it grows on me. <laughs> keep, keep the wedding – Not the wedding. I don't know. Something about it. I just – I don't know at the moment. I just – I don't know. Something. It's just making you feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, weddings. I don't know. Something about it. I don't know. Like – I've got people planning them around my life all, all the time and I just, I don't know, something about them just makes me a bit. It's just giving you like the stresses yeah, of life. Secondhand stresses. He's getting secondhand stress. I'm not stressed, but Matt's stressed about my <laughs> wedding. So basically I'm working with a designer to make my wedding dress. So I had my first meeting with him on Friday. So I kind of sat down. 
I told him about what style of wedding I'm going to have. I kind of showed him some pics from my Pinterest board that I've been screenshotting and saving. And I guess we're going to create a wedding dress together. Pardon my ignorance. Yeah. So your wedding's obviously in 2024. That's what you're aiming for. Yeah. Is it a bit early to be (laughs) doing the dress? Well, if you're getting a dress made, you need a year. Really? Yeah. So you need a full year to kind of plan. And obviously I'm going to go back and try on a few wedding dresses to see what shape I like. Because obviously like I could like – I don't know, a specific wedding dress, but it might not look good on me. So Wouldn't it go out of fashion in a year or something? Like might not be fashionable, might not be Well, I mean wedding dresses you can they're quite classic and like timeless pieces. But yeah. What takes, happens if, it takes a year to make a wedding dress. Well what happens if say because you're getting your marina removed? <laughs> Um, Don't, don't. I know where you're going. And that's the only thing that gets pulled out in time. And what happens then? Does it have to all be reshaped? Are you saying if I have a baby bump on my wedding day, touch wood? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I'll just feel like let's cut off the stomach. So it's popping out. (laughs) It's popping out. Bump on show. That would be a fashion statement if I haven't seen it. No, the plan is to not get pregnant. That's ideally... I'm not. I'm gonna be well, what not pregnant. It? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but thank you for bringing that to my attention. Well, it's a year away. It's. I was like, when you were telling me you're planning your wedding dress, I was like, geez, like a lot can happen in a year. Well, I guess if you're like someone who wants to go into the shop and you're like wanting to try on dresses and then just find the perfect dress, yeah, uh, you could go in and maybe like with three months to go four months to go, six months to go, whatever. But I guess when you are going through the process of getting a dress made. I could imagine, yeah. And I'm going to have probably two dresses. Not three. Ma- maybe three. Maybe <laughs> I mean, three I mean, I'm open to three. Definitely two. So, I mean, there's a lot to do. There is. <laughs> what about Michael? Has he tried on his, his suit yet? Or oh, is that fuck like, no. He's, is like, that he's not even looking like doing that anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, we have an engagement party that's happening very soon in 2023 which you know about so i mean that's first on the agenda but yeah i have to have to start pre-planning this stuff sorry i like i said part of the ignorance i don't know what goes into planning a wedding dress i think because you're a boy as well like boys aren't really that interested in weddings like i mean i've never planned a wedding before but michael seems to be just kind of like yeah like i'm happy if you're happy kind of vibe and i feel like that's kind of something that I hear a lot from other women when they're planning My I, All I say is I just need to rock up and say I do. The rest is just... But don't you want to have an input? I, I know my place that I don't get one. <laughs> I know that I don't. Have I, you, have, when you think of your wedding, like the day that you get married, let's, let's imagine that for a mm-hmm. second. What do you think about? I, I think like I don't want a big one at all. I want just like... Small. Me, my partner, and an Elvis impersonator. (laughs) Going to Vegas? (laughs) No. What does it look like? Like, where are you? It's. I would say it'd be small. It would just like... Are you at a beach? Are you on a cliff face? Are you in a church? I don't. So when you picture it, what do you picture? I picture more the after party. I'm taking a Matt's, Matt's already I, getting uh, lit. No, no, I, I don't. That's. I don't. I don't know. No, I haven't thought about it. It's a good question. 
It's just funny. I think it's funny, like the difference between men let's and women. Let's say, let's say, yeah, like a like it'd be nice with like a sand with like water in the background. Oh, so you're having a beach wedding in your yeah, hair? Yeah, couple. I, I don't want many people. I've said that. I said that I don't want many people there. Yeah. I want just like you're like me, our families, and then close friends. If yeah. like that's yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Just a celibate there. A celibate is that what you call celibate? <laughs> That's celibate. gonna have a celibate there. Celebrant. Celebrant. Do you know what's funny? Which I've actually seen online. Some people like a couple of months before they get married, they go celibate. Speaking of celibacy, they like literally won't have sex, so that it's like they're becoming like a born again version. So that on their wedding night, they like have sex, and it's Are you like, gonna do that? Nah. <laughs> What, a month before or what? how long before? I don't know. Like people take it to extremes. Like they become born again virgins. I mean, maybe like the night before my wedding, I won't sleep in the same bed as Michael, but... That's tradition. That's about... Are you going to do all the traditions? Like something blue, something borrowed? No. No? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Throw the bouquet? Throw the bouquet. Yeah, Yeah. you can catch it. Specky. <laughs> I, I, a lot of those, show, I heard the other day, a lot of the traditions are dying at weddings. Like they're not, no one's really doing it. I think anymore. you can have your own traditions as well. Like yeah, that's the true. great thing about traditions is there's some that you carry on and there's traditions that you make yourself. So, I mean, I think it's open to interpretation. Everyone should just do what they want and what's going to make them happy. On that, do you have any recommendations? <laughs> just say, I don't know weddings. I just, just like, yeah, cool. Matt's like, okay, moving <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, cool, weddings. <laughs> yeah, I do have some recommendations. So as you know, I've been struggling a little bit at the moment to go to the gym and recently you've got way more into the gym, mm-hmm. which has somewhat inspired me. AM and PM. Yeah. Are you? You're yeah. doing both. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying as hard as I can. To, I, I had a little like, um, I had a little like, you know. Fall off got, the bandwagon. Yeah. When I was away <laughs> in England, my, um, my sisters aren't shy to tell me that I have Put on weight. Let's Shut just put it that up. way. No, they, they are, don't. They are very. They are very quick to fat shame. Oh, <laughs> that's really. Sad. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something. So when I got back, I've been yeah, just you know, yeah. in the gym. Matt's been hitting the gym hard. If you yeah. if you've been keeping an eye out, he's literally going like morning and night. And so me, I've not been going to the gym at all. But last week, I was like, you know what? I love going to a spin class. It gets me back into the swing of things. It's just like a really big cardio session. You can't get out of it. You can't walk out. Your feet are glued into those riding shoes. You know you how they like- even if you try. Well, yeah. like they literally you like in, you yeah. lock in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's a really good form of cardio. I love it. It really pushes me. I just, you know, hit the ground running. And last week I did three- spin classes and I was loving it like I'm fully on board with like the fitness train again I feel energized I feel like my mental health is better my head is clearer so I'm loving it what's your um trainer like there's a couple in there some are better than others but I I honestly I can't do group fitness I'm sorry there's something about it then when like the the trainer jumps on they're like just some normal person chatting to you and then they jump then they jump on the mic and they're something out of of nowhere they've got this American accent they're like all right guys let's do it let's pump let's get that pump on and you're like who the fuck is this guy this wasn't the the dude talking to me just before I can't yeah I don't know something about group fitness I, I don't do I just like to go in the gym put my headphones in and just clang and bang but lucky for you that you're able to do that some of us don't have the motivation and willpower to just do that and like 
obviously weight training is a little bit different, but like even when I run, I like just put my headphones in and just run on and the just treadmill. Just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, like I can do. I can go on the treadmill and run, and like I have a gym in our apartment building, so I'll just go downstairs and go for a run on the treadmill. But There's like, no real excuses not for an AM and PM workout then. Oh, <laughs> an AM and PM workout's pushing it a little bit. But look, the three the three swing classes a week, I'm I'm very impressed with myself. No, I'm proud and. I'm back on the fitness bandwagon, even although the weather is looking like trash outside. I'm still going to push through and that's my recommendation for the week. Okay. Well, mine's a little bit more chilled, actually. It actually um, will make you chilled, actually. it's okay. um, I've been listening to meditation music while falling asleep. Nice. So, my ex used to have a Google Home. So oh, yeah, she, I remember. Yeah, you remember. <laughs> when I used to sleep over at her house. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Google. Good night, Kira. <laughs> What time would you like me to set your alarm? Uh, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Oh I've got a busy day tomorrow. And then you I liked it though. She's I did, like, yeah. okay, Google, put on some meditation. And then I just like doze off into the abyss. It was good. And then, well, I've got the Google Home cranking now. So I, she actually gifted me one, just gave me one. And I have it now. So I've been using it. And um, I just say goodnight, Google, and it plays the music and I fall asleep. What a blissful way to fall asleep. Woke up the other morning and I actually did this one on my phone, not on my Google Home, but on my phone and Spotify had gone to the next one and the next one. So it played the whole time I was asleep and I woke up to it. Nice. That was quite nice. Yeah, that was really, really like relaxing. You know me, I'm constantly on a journey to try um, lower my anxiousness and... <laughs> Keep my heart Push rate. Push that depression yeah, down. Yeah, keep the heart rate down. So <laughs> I felt like that was a nice way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, as we both speak about often, our anxiety really peaks when you when you jump into bed and you, you're, you're about to drift off and you close your eyes and then all of a sudden all of those like anxious, stressful thoughts start taking oh. over and you're like, shut up. It comes, comes in. Your <laughs> mind runs a million miles an hour. Yeah. yeah so, I mean – a, a nice meditation at night can never go astray. Yeah, I found this really good one. I'll, um, if anyone wants it, just message me. I'll give it to you. It's a really good one. It's just I like one that has a little bit of like natural f- like feels to it. And it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like some rainfall. What was that? <laughs> and you just sit there and you're like this. It's a little bit of the um, that meditation <laughs> for you yeah. coming out in 2023. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, I just want to be a lot more relaxed. So I like it. I like it. Hello, you've reached Anna and Matt. We can't get to the phone right now. But please leave us a message on our hotline after the beep. Okay, so this week we are going to be listening to a voicemail. This is a random voicemail that we've got on our hotline from a girl called Maddie. Now, I have listened to this and our producer Alex has listened to this and this is the wildest voicemail we have ever received. So, Matt, you are like very excited to hear this. I I, know. I am, yeah. You guys have been talking about this a fair bit. I said I'll wait till the actual episode to have a listen. Like, I, had to li- I had to hear it. I was like, I need to know what this is about. And then I spoke to our producer, Alex, and we were like, we have to get her on because we just have so many questions for her. So we're going to listen to the voicemail. We're going to react to it. And then we're actually going to talk to Maddie. She's coming on the hotline and we're going to ask her all the questions. Should I be nervous? <laughs> you should be nervous. I'm stressed. I'm stressed for Maddie. I'm like secondhand angry for her. So I think we should listen. All right. Hi, Matt and Anna. Um, my name's Maddie, and this is my crazy life story. Um, so, <laughs> six years ago, I was 18 and I met this guy. 
Um, he was 27, so a little bit of an age gap, but we fell in love instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, everything moved really quickly. Cute. We got pregnant with our first daughter three months in. Um, fast forward a year after that, we got married and got pregnant with our second daughter. And then a few months after that, we got pregnant with our third daughter. Um, and then late last year, um, November 2021, I had our third daughter um, and we'd been together for five years. Um, our daughter was three weeks old. We just moved into a house together, a new house together. Sounds like it's going well. Um, and well. I got a message from one of my girlfriends saying that she had found out my husband had been cheating on me with my mum. What? Um, that they had been having an affair since before our second daughter was born. What? And it had continued until um, halfway through my pregnancy with my third daughter. So it had been going on for about a year and a half. Um, as you can believe, that was it shocked me. Um, I was obviously just had a newborn baby. I had a three-year-old and a Savage. one-year-old. Um, I was so confused, shocked every emotion under the sun. Um, This is obviously a short story, but a few days later the truth did come out and um, my husband ended up admitting it, ex-husband. Naturally. And I haven't had communication with my mum since then. We had one phone call where she um, admitted it but never apologised, nothing, um, and now fast forward a year, I'm a single mum to three little babies and it's honestly been the biggest blessing in my life. I've met an amazing new guy, um, who's just taken on the role of a father figure to my girls, like amazingly. Um, but yeah, that's my crazy story and no one ever believes me when I tell them. So it's sort of like a icebreaker, um, conversation starter that um me and my sister like to laugh about now but obviously looking back it's very traumatizing um so yeah that's my crazy story so we'll get maddie on because i've got a thousand questions isn't that the wildest story you've ever heard in your whole life well anna what would you do if you found out Anne marie and michael were i would fucking order a hit on both of them i would be i'm pissed off from maddie like what the fuck i i just have so many questions like how did they first meet the mum and the the, like, well, probably because she was like, this is that's my what boyfriend. I, yeah, and then what was their sexual chemistry, you reckon, from the start? That is just so nuts. Like, who? what type of mother is hooking up with their daughter's husband, husband when they have three kids? So, like, the kids' grandma is hooking up with <laughs> oh. the dad. It's just not right. That's fucked up. Poor Maddie. Yeah, the bloke reckons he's in a uh, porno with the stepmom. Is that what it? No, is Matt's that how it works? <laughs> Matt's head's gone to porn. Fucking hell. No, that's pretty fucked. Yeah, I, I want to speak to her and find out. Well, we are. We're about to speak to her, but like, fuck. I'm so glad, number one, that it's been a happy ending for her because, geez, that is hard to get over. And like, she's probably overcome it because she has three daughters that she has to worry about. Well, think about it. You're meant to trust your husband and your mum more than anyone. And then they've both done the dirty on you. So you've had to see those both, those relationships end at once. And they've both like taken your trust away from you. So like, 
I would find it really hard to trust anyone after that. I mean, I find it hard to trust anyone on a good day. Never mind after that. I'd be like, after don't even bother trying. To- <laughs> after being fucked over by both your mum and your husband. Like she must have been like leaving her kids with the grandma and her husband. They must have been like together. Or even worse, the kids are left with her and then the husband's going to the mum's house. It's just foul. Poor Maddie. We have to talk to her. Shall we get her on the phone? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Maddie. Hi. Hey, Maddie. Welcome to the show. Thank you for um, jumping on and explaining the rest of this wild story that we just listened to. You're welcome. It's pretty crazy. Very crazy. This is the craziest hotline story we've ever received and we are just full of so many questions. Firstly, we want to say sorry that you've had to go through such a wild wild experience that's like crazy yeah it's pretty fucked up um but it's a year on now so i feel like it's easy to talk about and i'm doing so well so yeah yeah it's it's good to hear that you found another guy and he um he's taken on the role as the father and doing well that's good to hear yeah yeah he's amazing we're so glad that there is a happy ending out of all of this for you and we're really glad that you met him but can you just take us back to that day when your friend called you and you found out that your mum and your husband were having an affair behind your back. Yeah, so um, we just moved into a new house. So I, I just had our third daughter, so she was two weeks old. And I got a message from my friend saying, can you come to my house? And I was like, no, like I've got three little kids. Like it's not that easy to just pack up the car and bring them with me. Yeah. Um, so like just call me. And she's like, I really need to tell you. Like it went back and forth a little bit. So I was like, just call me. Like I'll go to the bathroom. And I sort of had like a gut feeling like my heart just sank. And then she said to me that she had all these screenshots of him messaging her mum and explaining the whole affair to her mum. Wait, um, your friend's What they had been doing. He was sending them to your friend's mum. Yeah. So he had been messaging my friend's mum. Um, I think maybe trying to persuade her to have an affair with him um, and then going into the details with her about where they would do it, what had been going on. And she had secretly been taking photos of all these messages and Snapchat um, and had been going on for quite a few months before I knew. So then, yeah, she showed me all of that everything um her mum came to me and explained everything and of course I went to my partner at the time and said like what is this and he was like I don't know it's not me blah 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 and of course I knew it was him his name was written all over it it was his snapchat everything so yeah that's pretty much how I found out and then it was just turmoil from there I rang my dad because my mum and dad were still together they still are together actually um And I had said, I'm coming over. I've got the three kids. Like, obviously, I was really upset. Um, Showed him everything. He tried to ring my mum and she wouldn't answer. She (gasps) finally answered and he had said, look, I found out this. You need to come home. And she took off and we didn't speak to her for two days. And then she eventually came back. I had one phone call with her, a big argument. And that was it. I haven't spoken to her or seen her since. And that was a year ago. And yeah, that's sort of the gist of the story. Oh my God. Were you in disbelief hearing this? Like that just seems like the craziest, most absurd story ever. Or were you kind of like, yeah, my mum has this in her? Yeah, I sort of, now looking back and speaking to my dad a lot, um, my mum had had affairs when we were kids on my dad. So I should have in hindsight maybe expected it from her. Um, But in the months leading up to it, like, 
as sick as it like it feels to say this, I sort of had a gut feeling like I knew something was going on. Um, there was just times when they would be together and no one else was there and like they would do like changeover from looking after my kids when I was working. And yeah, there was sort of, I don't know, just a gut feeling that I knew something was going on, but obviously it sounds so fucked to even think that. So I just thought I was crazy and like a super jealous like wife. <laughs> Oh but, my god! Yeah, my gut like knew the whole time. Fuck a woman's intuition. We always say it, but yeah. you always have to listen to it because if if something's like telling you something's wrong, it it's normally right. Um, yeah. uh, just how did they? Um, do you know any details of how it started? When yeah, they- well, my husband pretty much told me all of it and said that it sort of just started with flirting, um, and they would Snapchat and things like that. And then one day they kissed and then the next time they saw each other, like they would do changeover for looking after my kids when my husband would leave for work and I was working the whole day. So they would like had sex once and then it just sort of continued and they would speak about it and he reckons it happens like every couple of weeks or every month or so. And there was one time that I thought I'd caught them. I got home, I was here at my parents' house and... Um, my mum walked in the door from work and then my husband came in like a minute later and they didn't say hello to each other, which is really strange. Normally when they see each other, like for the first time, we would all say hello. So that was sort of like alarm bells and my gut was already like telling me something was going on. And then we got home and um, our bedroom blinds were shut and I always leave them open. Like I used to always hassle my husband about shutting the blinds, like when it's hot and they were down. And that was just like, my gut was just feeling terrible. Like I knew something was going on. So then I confronted him about it and I actually messaged my mum saying, did you come to my house after work? And she said, yeah, I did. But then I like knew you guys weren't there. So I left and then she had Snapchatted my husband and I had his phone and she said, Maddie just asked me if I went to your house, if she asked you anything, tell her this is what happened. (gasps) Oh so, my God, so you saw this that is so fucked. You saw yeah, that before so, your friend even told you. Yeah, so this was July last year. So I'd just fallen pregnant with my third daughter. And so then beautiful. that came out and my husband said to me that they just kissed. Like eventually I'd gotten down, but I'm like, I know something's going on. You need to tell me. And he said, we just kissed. And that was that. Wow. And then, so I knew about that. And I was like... 10 weeks pregnant and obviously I was like trying to, I don't know, I look back and think why did I try and work it out? But I was trying to work it out for the sake of the kids. So I was like, maybe it just was a mistake. They were both reassuring me that it was nothing. It was a tiny peck. That was all that happened. Um, And then I didn't find out the whole story till, yeah, six months later. Oh, my God, you poor thing. That is just – I just can't even imagine how do you trust your current partner after going through that level of deceit from – I did say that. Yeah. Your mum and your husband. And your husband, yeah. Two people you're meant to, like, put a lot of trust in and invest in and they do you dirty. Like, how can you come back and trust anyone after that? Yeah, I feel like I had those worries a lot, but I don't know if it's just because – the guy that I'm with is like so great, but I honestly thought I would be a lot worse than what I am. Um, Mm. But he is just like, we have really great communication. So that I think that's the main thing. Like, I don't feel like he's hiding anything from me. We talk about everything. And just from the get go, I've got like a complete different vibe off him than what I got off my husband. Oh my God. I'm so happy for you. Far out. So you said your dad and your mom are still together. 
Yeah, so they're still together. Sorry, my daughter's banging on the door in the background. Um, That's okay. Yeah, they're still together. So that's obviously caused a lot of dramas between my dad and I because I just can't believe he would stay with her. But I've voiced all this to him and at the end of the day, like it's his decision. He has to live with her all the time. And as long as it doesn't come between our relationship or he's trying to force me to see her or anything like that, like I just try to keep it cool. Oh, my God. So you've not seen your mum since this happened, but your dad is very much still in your life. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I see him all the time. And then what about your ex-husband? How often, if at all, um, do you He see sees him? our kids every second weekend. So normally I'll see him at like changeovers for that. Um, yeah. And obviously in the beginning it was really hard. Like I hated him for a long time, but now I've sort Not of just sure. let it go and just trying to co-parent as well as we can for the sake of our girls because it does make such a difference to their um, behaviour and all those sorts of things if we are getting along. So, yeah, we even just had our daughter's youngest one's first birthday which we haven't been together her whole life pretty much and he came for the party his family came for the party so yeah we're really trying hard to co-parent together and put my own feelings aside and put the girls first i'm assuming your mum wasn't at that party no, no definitely not you are a stronger person than i am like i am looking up to you so much right now for your strength and almost, for your kids because like i just i don't know if i would have it in me to do that no i almost yeah oh, it's like you. i can't wrap my head around it do you think you'll tell your daughters what's happened when they grow up I do think about this a lot um, yeah. because even now my eldest daughter, she's only four, but we had a massive, like my mum was a massive part of our lives. We would see her every day and especially my girls' lives. So it has been an adjustment, to, um, especially my eldest, like not seeing her. And she does ask questions like where's Nana and whatever, um, and I just try to play it off. But I think there will come a time when they ask me about it because they're not a part of her life, but they see my dad. And I think I'm just going to have to be honest with them. And, mm. you know, their dad made a massive mistake. I don't really want to turn them on their dad. But when they're old enough, that'll be up to them to make that decision and he'll have a lot of explaining to do to them. Yeah, fuck. Is, yeah. He, um, is he, do you know about his dating anyone now? Um, I haven't really heard. He tells me a few, like, he's seeing girls or whatever, but then, like, tries to flirt with me when I see him. So I don't really know, but I don't feel jealous or anything like that. Like I feel sorry for whoever's going to be with him. Well, you said he uh, he was hitting on your um, friend's mum as well. Does he have like a fetish for mums or something? I think so. He must have like a mum fetish because they're all like 50 years old and he's 30 and I'm a lot younger than him. So I don't know. He must have a thing for older women. I did ask Anna before, is your mum like... Is your mum like an attractive like mum or is she like a mum? Everyone, like- that is like their first question I swear. Such a boy question, it. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, she's not terrible looking. Because you're quite a attractive woman to then go to like the mum if it's less, do you know what I mean? It just, it's just- yeah. Matt, Matt can't quite wrap his head around Yeah, it's it. a wild train of thought by the <laughs> Um, She's not terrible looking. Like she looks good for her age, like, but she's not like- amazing or anything like that like she doesn't have work done or anything like that like she's not amazing okay just interesting thought yeah like you said a lot of people ask that question it's a it's a yeah just trying to get just trying to get in the head of the culprit you know? <laughs> trying to yeah understand the way I, I it try <laughs> trying to as from a guy i'm trying to see how he's ticking here i think he just has a lot of um insecurities and like needs to be wanted and needs attention all the time so mm. obviously that and the thrill of doing it behind everyone's back 
was enough for them. Jeez. God, your poor dad. Yeah. Yeah, he is the best. That's honestly why I just don't know why he puts up with it because he could find, like, the most amazing woman and yeah. he's, like, such a beautiful person. But mm. I don't know. That's up to him. Has your mum tried to reach out to you? Obviously, you had that one call, but has she tried to, like, message you or call you at all? Yeah, she um, messaged me a lot in the beginning before I had blocked her and then after we had our big fight, I had blocked her because it was just, like, too much. I was trying to deal with the kids and husband side of it. I felt like her side of it just needs to take a step back. And obviously having a newborn baby, like my head was consumed with that. Um, So yeah, I, she hadn't contacted me because I had blocked her, but then she'll randomly like photos that I've been tagged in on Instagram or like it was my birthday a few weeks ago. And she sent me a bunch of flowers just saying, I miss you. And I love you. Like, Will yeah. you ever accept her apology and rekindle something? Or you think that's just dead in the water? Yeah, I think it's gone. Um, like obviously some days I miss having my mom and we were so close. Like it would just be nice to have her, but it's not the same. Like once you do that, I could never do that to my kids, so I don't know how you could do that to your daughter. So I don't think it will ever come back. It's just a whole new level of low. It's just like the disrespect. Like how oh, can you come back from that? It's wild. It's Yeah, 100%. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for sending us this voicemail. We really appreciate you. Yeah. We're so sorry you've been through this traumatic event and thank you for being so open as to share only a year later again thank you so much and thanks for being on our hotline no worries thanks for having me guys